Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our Thrive Sermon Series. During this series, we're exploring what it means and looks like to thrive in Christ. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. How's everybody doing? Good. Got a little cold last night, didn't it? Yeah, maybe a little frost on those apples. So, hey, we're glad you're here. If you're a guest here, we're, we're really glad you're here, and we invite you to come back next Sunday. We hope you will. At this time, we're going to release children ages four through middle school to go to their classes over in the children's ministry wing. So we, we hope that you'll go out there and you'll uh, grow and learn about what God has for your life. I'm going to invite the rest of you just to bow your heads with me and pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come here today, uh, Lord, uh, I pray that you would uh, speak through me. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, as I remain connected to you, you will show us things that will help us thrive in our relationship with you. So, uh, Lord, have your way and your will. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you have ever been in a group for the first time or maybe some for a couple of times and they say, hey, let's all go around the circle and share something that, you would never, that we would never know about you. Anybody ever played that game? Yeah. Who wants to do it right now? Yeah. We got one. All right. Well, we're going to do it right now, but I'm going to be the only one who shares. Here's something you would never know about me because I don't think I've ever shared it with anybody except at the first service. Um, so they all know. When I was in elementary school, I went to the county fair and I won an award for arranging flowers. (laughs) You would never know that. So, well, let me give you the context, okay? We're going to put a picture up here. This is my mom back uh, circa, you know, 1972 or so. My mom was uh, president of a garden club and they got together and they would make flower arrangements and they would judge flower arrangements. She was actually a, a flower show judge. And so I remember, you know, mom would do this all the time and, and it was just a part of our life at home. And I knew she would go to the county fair and she would arrange flowers and she would win ribbons and I wanted to win a ribbon. So I asked her if I could arrange some flowers and, and she let me. Full disclosure, I really think she arranged them and I probably put a flower in. And, and, and I won a ribbon. I, I think I won what they called honorable mention. I think that's a participation prize. Um, but, but I won a ribbon for arranging flowers. Now, so just a little bit about my mom. My mom was a farm girl. My mom loved flowers. My mom loved uh, the fruit of the land. My, my, she was raised by uh, my grandparents who, who raised crops and flowers and gardens all the time. You know, it was a normal occurrence when we were out with mom in the car and we would be driving someplace. She would see something and she would want to stop and pick it up and bring it home. It could be a piece of driftwood by a brook. It could be a dried up milkweed pod and she would cut it off and eventually it would end up in one of her flower arrangements. So just to give you that kind of context, um, that love of the earth and of uh, flowers and produce, uh, I got from my mom. And I I love to be outside and I love to work uh, in the yard and and do things. I certainly do not have the green thumb that my mom has, but but I have that love and appreciation for it. And, And so 
the verses that we're going to look at today are really special to me because they sort of connect uh, with me, not just on a, on a mental note, but on, a, on an emotional note, because I, I feel like there's, there's something uh, that makes this so important to me and my soul because of the mother God gave me. Um, we're going to look at John 15, and I'm going to share with you one verse to start with, and it's John 15, 5, and this is the way it goes. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and my words remain in, if, if you remain in me, and I, my words remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's a powerful verse. Obviously, I need to work on memorizing it. But that's the challenge for us this week, to memorize that verse, to let it become part of who we are. Because as followers of Jesus, we have to ask ourselves, are we thriving in that relationship? And that verse, that verse really says it all. You know, we have to ask ourselves, are we going through the motions with Jesus or are we maturing? Are we stalled or are we thriving? Now, really, the vision for this study is not about creating a study. The vision is for us to take us deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So if, if you're exploring who Christ is, Christ wants you to come to faith in him. If you are uh, seeking him, he wants you to recognize that, that he loves you and he wants you to come into a relationship with you. And once you find Jesus, he wants you to throw and grow with him, thrive and grow with him. And so if you're growing with him, he wants you to, to move closer to him and become close to Christ. And, and if you're close to Christ, he wants you to become Christ-centered. And, uh, and then he wants to release you to do ministry and to bring other people into his family. Let me just share with you how we got to this place as a church. Throughout this year, we've been having leadership conversations. And in one leadership conversation particularly, we were talking about this verse, this chapter, chapter 15, about this whole idea that, um, that if we remain in Christ and Christ, his words remain in us, we'll bear much fruit. And then it sort of naturally progressed to talking about Galatians 5, uh, 22 and 23, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And, and so as we began to just dwell in this place, thinking about these, I really sensed that God was saying, there's something for us as a church to, to recognize that, that God wants us to grow in Christ-likeness and thrive in our relationship with him. Not, not just live, not just you know, exist, but, but actually thrive and, and bear the fruits of the Spirit so we can become more like Jesus, so that we can grow in our relationship as Spirit-filled followers of Jesus. And that means we need to press in deeper to being a disciple of Jesus. We need to press in to say, if I'm going to be a disciple, I can't just go through the motions. I can't just say I read the Bible and mean, well, I read it at least once last month, or, or you know, say I'm doing community because I, I attend a life group, because it's more than just showing up. It's really about opening your heart and your life to one another. It's, it's about us doing life together in a real and transparent way. 
So I want to start this by reading John 15, verses 1 through 8. So if you have a Bible or a smartphone and you've got the Bible app, go ahead and turn to it. It's also going to be on the screen behind me. But really just pay attention to these words that Jesus spoke. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You see what Jesus is saying? He's saying, I want you to bear fruit. I want you to show the world that you're my followers. That means he wants you to be in a thriving relationship with you. Specifically, he wants us to thrive in being his followers and being his disciples. He, he says that when we do this, we'll glorify God the Father. Have you ever considered that in your life you're either God-glorifying or God-offending? That's what Jesus is saying. He goes, I want you to be God-glorifying. So when we thrive as his followers, we're worshiping God by glorifying him in the way that we live, bearing fruit for him. So, you know, if you consider yourself to be a follower of Christ, but you're not thriving like these verses, he wants so much more for you. He wants you to find this. So we're going to look at, at three key things that Christ wants us to see out of these verses. So here's the first key. So we can thrive. It's feeding. Just the word feeding. Feeding. Let me go back and read verse seven, verses 7 and 8. Jesus said, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, I told you about my mom's green thumb. She inherited it from her parents. They were dairy farmers. Uh, my grandparents milked over 100 head of cows. They raised almost all the food that they ate and, and all the food that the cows ate. My grandparents' gardens produced a bounty of food, and they shared it freely with us, with my aunts and uncles, and even with their friends. Um, their gardens and their crops were so fruitful because they fed them. They fed the gardens. They fed the pastures. They fed the crops every year. You see, dairy cows produce two things in abundance. They produce a lot of milk, and they produce a lot of manure. And with that rich organic manure that, that there was a daily supply of it, 
They fed their gardens and their pastures and their crops, and they grew a lot. They sold milk to, to, live, to make money to live on, and uh, they uh, used that manure to, to plant those gardens and feed them, and they thrived. Now, thriving is what Jesus wants us to do, and he wants us to feed, and he wants us to feed on something a lot better than manure. He wants us to feed on his word. He wants us to feed on his word uh, regularly. He wants us to, to be in his word, knowing what he has for us on a regular time. Now, uh, particularly that first verse, verse 7, it, it's not about a, a verse about getting what you want, like it's, like it's giving God your wish list. It's not like, you know, treating God like he's Santa Claus and you give him, oh, God, this is what I want, da 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 it's not like that. Let me go back and read it. Verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So this isn't about getting what you want. This is about alignment. This is about alignment with the will of God. When we let God's words come into us, when we let Scripture come into us, and it aligns us with God and his will, and we ask for things for him to do in our lives because it's in alignment with his will, he's going to do that. Why? So that we'll bear more fruit and glorify our Father in heaven. But we have to feed on God's word. We have to take it in on a regular basis. Uh, you know, that's why when we do an all-church study, we challenge people to read Scripture every day and ask God, what do you want me to hear? And look at how to apply it to life. Because, you know, if, if you're not reading God's Word regularly, if you're not studying it, if you're not trying to figure out what it means for your life, if you're, if you're not in it every day, you're not feeding yourself. And if you're not feeding yourself, you're not going to grow. And if you're not going to grow, you're not going to bear the fruit that, that God wants us to. Uh, so, so our challenge is for you to be in God's Word every week. And that's why I'm challenging you to remember, memorize a verse of Scripture. Over my life, I, I've tried to memorize Scripture, some Scriptures to, with success. Some are still challenging. But here's what I've learned. Uh, when I let the words of Christ, the words of God remain in me, I have it when I need it. You know, if I can't use my cell phone and the Bible app, if I don't have a physical copy of the Bible with me, you know, if I'm, I'm out in the middle of nowhere and have no access to it, God's Word remains in me because I've memorized it. And I cannot begin to uh, tell you the number of times that having Scripture memorized, God uses it to minister to me. You know, when I'm going through a difficult time and I've memorized, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own, all in, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge me and I will make, straight path, make your path straight. I can't tell you the number of times I've relied on that. I can't tell you the number of times that I've prayed Philippians 4, 6, and 7 over somebody who was anxious or struggling and needed peace because it talks about receiving the peace that passes all understanding. And it's there because I brought it into my heart and my mind, and I've let it remain there. We 
have to feed ourselves on God's word. God wants us to do that so we can grow, so we can use it to help others grow, so we can shine the light of Jesus in this world. Now, an important part of this is not just feeding on God's word, but it's remaining connected to Jesus. So that's the second key thing Jesus says, connecting. Let me go back and read verses four through six. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. I still have this vivid memory from years ago, more than 10 years ago. Uh, I was in the basement, uh, office basement of my house. I was having some daily time uh, with God. I was reading in John 15, and as I was reading that scripture, I came to verse 5, and it was like I had never read it before, because all of a sudden, it struck me in such a way that I had never really comprehended before, and it struck me so much, I said, this is the key to living my life with Jesus, and actually, it's not the whole verse, it's the last seven verses. Excuse me, the last seven words. And they say this, apart from me, you can do nothing. You see, apart from Jesus, I can't do anything. Uh, Apart from Jesus, I can't be uh, the kind of person that he wants me to be. Uh, Apart from Jesus, I can't be the kind of husband he wants me to be. I can't be the kind of father he wants me to be. I can't be the kind of pastor he wants me to be. You know, when I'm running on my own steam, on my own energy, on my way, and I'm disconnected from Jesus, I can do some things and some good things, but they're not always the things that I need to do to bear the kind of fruit that he wants me to do. And so that brings up a couple of misunderstandings that we need to know about being connected and thriving. Thriving doesn't mean that your life will be free and easy. When you're connected to Jesus, I believe you're going to thrive, particularly as you let his word dwell in you and you maintain that connection. You're going to thrive. You're going to bear fruit so that you can glorify God. You're going to be a light shining into a dark world because of Jesus in you. But that doesn't mean life is going to be easy. You're still going to face ups and downs. You're still going to make mistakes and sin or people are going to sin against you. Uh, You know, things are going to happen. Uh, Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where there is sin and where there is death and there is destruction. So thriving is not the absence of difficulties. Thriving, though, is remaining connected to Jesus and navigating the ups and the downs and bearing fruit through the ups and the downs. Here's the second thing. You know what? We can do a lot of good things not connected to Jesus. You know what? We can. We can do a lot of good deeds. You know, there are a lot of people who don't know Jesus, who don't follow Jesus, who aren't connected to Jesus in this world, and they do good deeds. You can do good things. But but here's the thing. 
when you're connected to Jesus and when you're remaining in him and letting his words remain in you, you can know the needful things to do as he said to Mary and Martha. You can know the things that you should do because here's the deal. There are good things that we can do, but we don't have to do them. But there are things that we do need to do because we're connected to Jesus. And so when we're connected to him, we'll do the things that he wants to be done that are in his will, that are in alignment with what God wants to do in your life and to do through your life. That's important. Now, here's the third thing, the third key that comes out of this, and it's one that people don't like to talk about, pruning. People don't like to talk about that. Going back to verses 1 through 3, Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that bears, that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Pruning. You prune fruit trees, you prune fruit vines for two reasons. The first reason is you prune to prune away the dead branches that are useless to the tree or to the vine. In the buffer video, you may have seen the dead branch on the apple tree and the gardener snapped it off, pruned it, took it away because it was dead. It wasn't going to bear fruit. That makes a lot of sense to us. But, but here's something you need to know about uh, growing trees and vines is oftentimes you need to prune things away that are good so that they can be more fruitful. Oftentimes you need to prune away things in your life so, that are good so you can bear more fruit, so you can thrive. And, and that's, that's hard. That's challenging. You know, somebody shared with me uh, after the, the other service, you, you know, some of you may have an herb garden. You know, if you have basil, if you let it grow too, too long, it's going to flower on the top, and it looks beautiful, but you're going to lose your basil leaves. You're not going to be able to have any more. So you need to prune off the tops so you'll grow more basil leaves. And that's the whole idea. So it will be more fruitful. Sometimes Jesus wants to take something good and say, you know, you don't need to do that. But I want you to bear this kind of fruit. And we need to trust him with the pruning. You know, in my own life, I can think of things where I need to be pruned. You know, last week we had President Scott Wright out, the president of our movement of churches, and he did some teaching with pastors and he said something to me. He said, you know, Clark, you need to focus on things that only a senior pastor can do and let other people do things that they can do also. I'll be honest, that's hard for me. That's pruning away some good things to let other people do them probably better than I can do them. Last week I was walking the dog, and this goes to the other side, pruning away the dead stuff. I was walking the dog, and I was you know, thinking about my relationship with the Lord, and he brought to mind something in my life and made me recognize it was sinful. You know, I didn't hear the voice of God, but I knew God was speaking to me, and he showed me my sin, and he said, you need to get rid of that. 
You need to prune that dead wood. So pruning is important for our follower of Christ if we're going to bear the fruit that comes from being connected to Jesus. Sometimes that pruning is going to prune away bad things that need to, dead stuff, sin in our life. Sometimes that pruning is going to prune away good things so that you can do the needful things that are in God's will. And we need to receive that pruning. We need to be okay with that pruning. Here's what I would say. Don't fear it. Receive it. Know that Jesus has something better for you. Know that Jesus has something better for you. So, feeding, connecting, pruning. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We're going to move in uh, just to this time where I want to challenge us to understand what it means to thrive. That it means to, you know, remain connected to Jesus and his word so that we can thrive. That we remain connected to him so that uh, we can grow. You know, apart from him, we can do nothing. And that's so important. We can do stuff, but not the stuff that he wants us to do. And we need to say, Lord, if you need to prune me, go ahead. I will receive it, and I'll trust you in that. I've been thinking about this all week. You know, sometimes we, we focus on uh, all the darkness and bad stuff that's going on in our world. And we have a Savior who says, listen, I, I want you to receive the light of the world so that you can grow, so that you can thrive. And I want you to, to walk in the light and share that light and not focus on the darkness because the light overcomes the darkness. And, you know, I've been thinking about it this week. We live in a country, we live in a world that just seems like a big mess. You know, there are people walking around malls shooting people. There are terrorists in our country that are planting bombs. Uh, you know, obviously, there's terrorism all over the world. There are, uh, there's violence and, and unspeakable, horrible acts against people all around this world. You, you know, in this very country, uh, you know, we still have the issue of racism and injustice, and it just seems like we can't get it right. And there's so many other unresolved issues in this world, in our country, like poverty, like hunger, like addiction. You know, and, and if we look to humans to fix it, I mean, look at our political system. It's a mess. But I, I believe this, and I don't believe I'm naive. I believe that if Christ followers... Christ followers will feed themselves on God's word and, and be connected to Jesus and prune what needs to be pruned that we can thrive and in that thriving we can take the light of the world Jesus Christ to the world and that's going to do so much good to help with these issues because I believe when the body of Christ does what Jesus wants the body of Christ to do. It'll change the world. 
So I want to pray that we'll thrive and that God will change the world through us and we'll start it here in this place today and it'll ripple through the body of Christ nationwide, worldwide. Jesus said, I am the true vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Would you stand? Would you just stand and and put your hands out in in an attitude of surrender, a a posture of of surrender to say, Jesus, I want to be a follower of you who thrives. I want to be a follower who who does your will. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, with open hands, we surrender our lives to you. And we say, Lord, we want to thrive. We want to be fed on your word. We want to be connected to you. And and Lord, if you need to prune stuff away, help us receive it and not be afraid of it. Because Lord, we know that you have a plan to change this world. That's what you've called your body to do. So Lord, help us do that. Help us thrive and, and shine the light of our Savior into the dark places in this world to work on racial reconciliation, to end hunger, to end poverty, to end addiction, to let your kingdom's will and way work in us and in our lives so that the world will change and know that you're responsible for doing it through us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus and everybody said, amen. I believe that God wants each and every one of us to thrive in our relationship with Him. He wants us to be in alignment with Him. So I want to challenge you to take that Thrive Challenge and let God speak to you. Go expectant, asking Him to speak to you. I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you, and afterwards I encourage you to go out to the cafe, connect with one another, share what God's moving in your life to do, and meet somebody you haven't met before, and be the body of Christ. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you love us so much that you sent Jesus to us so that we could know your heart, the Father's heart, that we would be connected to you and thrive. So, Lord, I pray for each one of us that we would hear from you from your word, that we would be connected to you, that we would prune what needs to be pruned, and that we would grow and thrive. I pray this in the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. It's our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information about Valleybrook Community Church, please visit our website at valleybrook.cc.